welcome to episode 96 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how you doing tonight i'm doing all right i forrowed a standard well not standard showdown because that was going to start till next week but standard event yeah standard events after uh 2-1-ing yesterday Nice. Because my, well, yesterday my opponent cast a turn four Vivian and revealed Carnage Tyrant, and I conceded. <laughs> You're like, and, sweet. that was fun. And then he cast a turn six Carnage Tyrant, and I conceded. So, so that 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 was my losses yesterday, and I I made up for it today. That's <laughs> huh. my range is a sweet deck. Yeah, I have that listed to try out, but. My my um uh, awesomeness today was I am uh, I beat a uh, Nexus deck with my my Orzov Murder Kill deck. <laughs> I don't believe you. I did. It is not possible. It, 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 <laughs> it I had to get very lucky, and he had to mulligan to six. So, so did Mortify just do God's work or something? Did Mortify Mortify did God's work. Basically, he was like play Wheeler's Reclamation. I'm like Mortify it. <laughs> And then I, on curve, cast a Bells and Lock, drew, like, five cards, and proceeded to smack him in the mouth with that until he died. You drew five cards, four of which were dead because they, that deck doesn't play any creatures? Yeah, two of which were dead. <laughs> Chupacabra is not completely dead. It attacks for two. Fact. fact. Because Chupacabra is wonderful. You can spend uh, three more mana to upgrade it to a 3-2. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> That's kind of sweet, but, actually, though. Yeah, I was pretty pumped about that. But yeah, I did that, and completely unrelated, I am uh so I am a uh, bought a like a while back. I bought a uh, a Super Nintendo controller from like a used you know game parts store and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like didn't have a chance to use it. And finally, I like I was like okay, and I. I have like an adapter for my computer so I can hook it up and use real Super Nintendo controllers on my yep. emulators. Um, and so I had like hooked it up eventually and like st- was playing with it. I'm like, it worked except the start button didn't work. I was Random. like, I'm like, this is acceptable. And so eventually I'm like, well, I should just like, I was testing cause I have like a few other controllers and I was testing them and what, and like I had this third party one that kind of didn't work at all. And so I'm like, well, I wonder what I can do about these. And I found a thing about cleaning Super Nintendo controllers, like how you do it. Like you pull the back off and you can like rubbing alcohol, the contacts and stuff so that, to clean off the gunk and everything because they're old and they get gunky. Yep. Um, so I did that. Um, never do that because you will be worried about touching anything ever again. <laughs> Why exactly? <laughs> like... So I literally, so I like opened it up. Like it was kind of a girl's controller anyways, but I opened it up and I'm like, this is kind of gross and like pulled off. Like I looked at the board and I'm like, oh yeah, there's actually like, I don't know if they spilt something or what, like they pissed on the controller or something, but like there was like gunk under the start button that you could see. And and I'm, uh, by the way, I did clean it and it works now. So that's awesome. Um, I mean, obviously this is a success story. So yes, but like, so I'm like, okay, so I, I decided to clean up all of it. So like. I was I was working on that and I pull out the D-pad and like so like a D-pad like you pull the D-pad plastic piece out and it, it's like a round disc with a raised you know plus sign on it basically. Yep. Um, 
it was more like a round disc and the plus sign was there, but it <laughs> sloped up to the plus sign on all sides. All the way up. <laughs> it was... It, I, I was like... <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like... I well, to be fair, you didn't buy it used. Uh, like I, so I have my, I have my original one that I've had since I was a kid. Yep. Like, and I'm like, I'm gonna clean that one someday, but I'm really scared. But like, I'm pretty sure I didn't like jerk off all over mine. Like this person must have because oh my god, like this one was just gross. But now it's clean and it has been soaked in alcohol and it works just fine. But so that's my excitement for today. That has absolutely nothing to do with magic. It's been soaked in alcohol. It made you want to soak yourself in alcohol. Yeah. And, <laughs> Internally and, and, and externally, because and, dear God. Yeah. yeah, and apparently this was really interesting because my son had to stand on his little stool next to the table watching me do it the whole time. I had to be like, just I'm like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Like, uh, I but. don't know what flesh-eating bacteria may or may not be located within this thing. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, I'm cleaning it with a Q-tip that I dip in isopropyl alcohol, you know, to yep. like rub, rub it off there. And so I like put the like isopropyl alcohol in a shot glass. And like after I cracked that thing open, I didn't know whether to dip Q-tips in it. <laughs> 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 That's great. But so there's my exciting life. Um, <laughs> so we play a card game. Um, <laughs> Facts. I play it more than you do. Arguable. True. I don't actually know how often you're on Arena anymore. I've actually been playing Arena like crazy lately. Um, but it's been tough because I kind of just retrofitted my deck from the previous standard a little bit. Actually, I made the, the Orza version, so the mono black version, which is great. Um, so I'm working on getting a new deck for standard. Segway. Slight segue. <laughs> minor segue all right although to be fair the very first thing we have written in our notes yep this episode is not meant for brewers yes so and and your deck on arena is a brewer's deck well that one is but i also have the real deck that i'm working towards yeah actually <laughs> Is that really like it's literally I want to play every single card that says destroy target creature on it. Is that really brewing or is that just like murder tribal? It's kind of just murder tribal. It's like just casual jank. Yeah, it's it's like I'm going to play, you know, instead of goblin tribal, you're just like I'm going to play chupacabra tribal pretty except much. Instead of playing cards that are chupacabras, I'm going to play things that have the same ETB effect. I just lost a fingernail, and I have no idea where it went. Are you silent, or did I disconnect? I, I am not talking. I, <laughs> I... <laughs> you... <laughs> you worry me with things like this. You've done it to me, too, but... I know. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Back on topic. So, our topic is finding a new deck. We're finding a deck for a new format. Uh, yes. So, John, take this away, please. All right. <laughs> 
because you you just sit there and question why you still talk to me. <laughs> there are some serious questions. <laughs> All right. So this idea came to me because, well, obviously we're in a new standard form, right? We just had a brand new set come out, Ravnica Allegiance. And it is a powerful set. Uh, something that I really, really like about this set is that everything is, like, consistently powerful instead of, like, you know, there are these things that are very, very clearly outliers. Like, obvious, you know, it's not like Dominaria where, like, Teferi was the best thing possible. Like, there's just a lot of really, really good things in the set. And while, yes, there are, you know, certain cards that are, like, obviously better than others, it doesn't, like... The power, the power level difference between something like Hydroid Crassus and Generic Shockland number two is not that big. Like, yeah, it, this set's really weird because it's like this is one of the few sets where it's like, oh man, I opened a Planeswalker. Well, cool, I guess. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, you're not like, oh sweet, I, I have the potential of getting one of the best cards in the set. Like, yeah. Like the like the thing that I like the most about Hydroid Crassus is like the card is not oppressive. The card is just an upgrade over Cardish Tyrants because Colossal Dreadmaw can be considered an upgrade over Cardish Tyrant. I mean, Colossal Dreadmaw is not play- unplayable garbage. So. Exactly. Had <laughs> to throw that obligatory shade in there. You see, Colossal Dreadmaw is actually better than Cardish Tyrant because when your opponents reanimates your Colossal Dreadmaw with Eldritch Reborn, you can then kill it instead of dying to your own creature, like you would against a Carnage Tyrant. Didn't I do that recently? I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> you probably have. Yeah. Because killing people with their own Carnage Tyrant feels good. It feels great. <laughs> <laughs> See, and your opponent can't Eldritch Reborn your Hydroid Crassus because it would just immediately die. It's win-win. It's just strictly better than Carnage Tyrant. I mean, I, I don't disagree, but continue. <laughs> Back on to the main topic. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those episodes. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Fingernails, yo. Yeah, at least it wasn't a finger. <laughs> All right. But uh, something that someone posted on Dungeons and Facebook page on like Monday or something was like, where can I find like a list of decks that are doing well and stuff like that to try and see what the metagame is going to be like. And Dungeons and metagame is obviously not going to be the same as an SCG metagame, but there are certain people who are going to play those types of decks. And, you know, obviously someone told them, it's like, you know, go to SCG, you'll find things like that there. And I'm just like, I figured it would be a good idea to, like, do an episode on different places to go and find decks, and then little caveats about every single one of those places. Yeah, like, you, you know, you can't just go to, you know, location A and just be like, nope, here's the here's the deck that did super, super good, slam it together, reset. Like, exactly. You know. It just doesn't work, so... Mm-hmm. So, that, and to reiterate your caveat, this is not a brewing episode. Like, we're not talking about building a deck for a new format or trying to figure out something like that. This is, I mean, we're looking at what the people who know what the hell they're doing are doing. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, brewers can still get value out of these locations because to brew, you have to know what you're brewing towards, right? 
Like mm-hmm, definitely, you don't you don't just be like I want to build around that. Well, you can't just be like I want to build around this card. But ideally, you're build you're brewing because you you see something that's missing and you think that you can take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know my murder tribal deck. Like I honestly wouldn't play it if I didn't think I would not run into creature decks. Yeah, like if like if it, I knew everything was going to be a control deck, I'd just be like, well, I'm not just not going to play this because I don't want to just concede constantly. Yeah, you'd play like mono one drop tribal or something and yeah i'd play mono one drop tribal or something like that mono carnage tyrant tribal all right Continue. seriously though <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ta- i'm gonna tangent back to something we talked about before okay. like the deck that i lost to on friday was literally playing four vine mare four nullhide ferox four carnage tyrant <laughs> how do i beat that it's just like i can't even the deck is like i don't want i don't want to lose to to um uh interaction <laughs> it's like oh the deck was built around sarkins on the ceiling oh okay that makes so sense. Like, like that's what he was doing like i can't even like i actually don't even know if those were her numbers but her his numbers but i know he was playing those things he listens yep. to this podcast so he can correct me later okay like but like i can't even block a vine mare with my deck like <laughs> It's not even. I mean, it's ridiculous. I've had I've had that problem with my mono black deck. Like it's like yeah. they play a vine mirror. It's like well shit. Yeah. Then it feels then it feels really good to beat them. <laughs> right, sorry, back on topic. Uh, on topic, yes. Yes. So let's let's jump right. into the into the first thing. John, how do I find a new deck for a format? All right. Step one: uh, if your name is Fletcher. You send a message in uh, uh, Gideon versus Lesnar, who would win? And you'd be like, John, what should I play? And I'm like, you should play this deck because this deck's sweet. And then you you him and haw about it. And then I like you like I send you another deck like two days later. And I'm like, this deck's also sweet. And you're like, you him and haw. And then I send you another deck, and then you're just like, all right, this deck's sweet. Then you play that deck. Yep, there we go. <laughs> we figured yeah. it out. That's how you find a good deck to play in standard. All right. Well, that was a good episode. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how do normal people do it? Right, so people who don't have it on easy mode, uh, my personal favorite for finding a deck to play is Star City Games. I, I'm i just a big fan of everything Star City Games does because I like coverage and they do a lot of coverage and it makes me they happy. They do. Uh, they also do their own tournament circuit, which is yeah. nice. So, the thing that I like, um, like there are two different things you can get from SCG. You can either like see what's going on in their actual tournaments, which uh, you can just watch it happening. Like, I almost never like fall in love with the deck just because like I see the deck. I have to see the deck being played. And I'm just like, that's what I want to be doing. That's how I found the mm-hmm. Esper deck, because I saw Wyatt Darby playing the Esper deck. I'm like, this deck is sweet. I want to play it. I'm going to play it. So I built it, and I'm playing it, and it's sweet. And, like, so just watching... Low, low sample size. Low, but... <laughs> low sample size, but, like, it's literally gotten to the point where, like, when I see someone playing a deck, I know if I know... It just strikes me, like, this is what I want to play. Yeah, like, exactly. That's just how I am. That's how I find all the decks that I enjoy playing. It's like, I see someone else playing, and, like, I want to do that exactly that so just watching the live coverage is just so goddamn good because you get to see things happen and then like you 
they'll post the actual like top 32 or something ridiculous like that of all yeah. the decks and if you want you can just comb through all that stuff like you can look and see for the people who scrubbed out of the the open you can see how well they did in the classic which is the one day tournament instead of two and stuff like that like you could just find so many decks by just searching their tournament results and watching the tournaments it is hands down the single most useful thing for finding decks as far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. um then the other thing you can get from scg is obviously they have their own websites where they sell magic cards and they also you know send out magic content which is videos and articles that people write and i don't know what it is about scg but like there's just way more art articles and deck lists on scg than anything else i've ever really gone on like yeah. they focus a lot on deck lists and the deck lists are from really good people like wyatt darby the pro tour champion owen turtenwald like one of the yeah, best players period <laughs> you know like you have decks being you you know you have like the there are certain people who write an SCG who are just very, very known for very always writing. Like there's Shaheen Sarani who always does like the Esper control type things. And like, that's useful information to gain. If you want to just follow someone who's like, he very much knows his lane and you can follow that lane. Like SCG is just super, super good when it comes to both finding contents to watch and or read and finding deck lists. So they are hands down my number one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number two would be another very, very popular website, uh, Channel Fireball. Um, it's very... C CFB, I've noticed, is less about, like, actual deck lists. Unless someone is... Do like, something that I really, really like about CFB is if someone is on a CFB team and they, like, top eight the Pro Tour, they will commonly uh, have a write-up that goes out, like, that Saturday night about that deck, which is super, super sweet. Um, nice. I've gotten multiple decks from that with, uh, I believe I read one by John Finkel before he top eighted, like, the Pro Tour Shadows of Innistrad or whatever it was. Like, because that deck was sweet. But a lot of CFB is more about actually, like, playing decks and, like, the thought process behind decks. Less about actual deck lists, but you will still find deck lists there. And Yeah, I've noticed that, too. Like, they, they have less about um, uh, just, like, here's a, here's a deck list and how to play it and the sideboard guide and blah, 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 and stuff like that. And it's more about, here's how you play Magic yeah. and get good. Like, you know, yeah. I was reading an article today by Frank Carson, which is, like... Um, it came out sometime this week, but it was literally mm -hmm. the math on how many lands you should be playing of all different types for like the three color decks. Jeez. And it's super, super useful because it just proves like he mathematically proved things that I've always thought. And like, mm -hmm. you know, now if someone, if I'm like berating someone for poor decision making with their mana base, I can actually like point to that as proof. It's like right here. This is, this is what I'm talking here's, about. Here's numbers. Like, if you if you want to just lose your mind when it comes to math, read Frank Carson's articles because all he does is math. Like, yeah, yes, big like I've read a couple of his and they're 
interesting. I, I tend to just glaze over anything that looks mathematical, but like the, you know, general ideas of them are interesting. Yeah, I rarely follow his articles for like the, you know, I rarely follow like into the deep dives of actual math that he's doing, but I use it for, you know, just like it creates a heuristic in my mind of like, this is how many colored mana sources I want of this and yada, 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 right? Like, mm-hmm. Um, another super useful one is, uh, much like the SCG circuits, you can just, I suppose this one, this one isn't happening as much as it used to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say like, this is less useful because, because of the, the time gap. Yeah. This one's less useful because of time gaps. This one's less useful because like the meta is just not the same at them as this is this one is in regards to watching coverage and stuff for grand prix yeah uh and for those who like to say grand prix are dead you're wrong grand prix take place at magic fests Mm -hmm. get on my level uh grand prix they have cut back on coverage a lot they're cutting back on written coverage a lot yada 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 but they still post top eight deck lists they're still going to do like all that kind of stuff like there's still going to be data there which you can search and find information for and yada 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 like you don't get to watch it as much as you do the scg circuit because the scg circuit is like almost a weekly thing which is Mm -hmm. super nice and one of the things that makes it really really useful for gathering this information quickly yeah but, like, the one thing that Grand Prix have over at the SCG circuit is you can almost guarantee, like, the best of the best are going to be at Grand Prix. Yeah, like, the, uh, not that the people who play at the SCG circuit are, are bad by any oh, means. Oh, far from but it. Like, yeah, far from it. But, like, GPs are just, it's another level. Like, yeah, like, a lot of the people who play on the SCG tour they do that because it's just easier to succeed and like market yourself on the SCG tour than it is on the pro tour. Like Mm -hmm. that's just, they're on the grand prix circuit. Like that's just how it goes because SCG is very, very good at star building. Grand prix Mm -hmm. are less about that and more about just like, this is where you're going to find Owen and PV PV and like all those kind of people, because like they just want to succeed at the pro level. Yeah. And, like, you know, that does come with, like, a certain, you know, there is a shift in what you are going to see there. You know, like, there are people who play on the SG circuit, they're always on brand. And you get that at the Grand Prix level, but you're also going to have a lot of people who are just playing what they perceive as being the best deck. You know, things like Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, it's, like I said, it's harder to get information from Grand Prix, but it does exist. Um, Yeah. And then Grand Prix are Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. And then another one that's actually super nice is um I don't actually remember exactly what you Google to find this, but it's like MTGO deck lists or something. Yeah. Uh Wizards like every day does a deck list dump for different formats. It's like twice a week they'll do a deck list dump for standard. And they won't just post you every deck that went 5-0. They will post you any deck that went 5-0 that has at least 15 cards in it different than any other deck that went 
So like if you have one person, if you have like three different people who all five out with the same deck, only one of them is going to get posted. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, they do that to try and limit the amount of uh, um, basically this is the best deck everyone should be playing it like they're trying to keep the format from getting solved very, very quickly. Yeah, like magic online can get kind of inbred is the problem. Like it absolutely can like there, there's weirdness with magic online, honestly. Yeah. And are, arena kind of has that thing, too, to some degree, like there people think something is the best. So you tend to see it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these these deck lists are. You should take every one of them with a grain of salt, for various mm-hmm. reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, something. It doesn't take that much to five zero with the deck. Right, like. I mean, it just takes a little luck. Like, like <laughs> it takes a reasonably built deck and luck. And you have to be able to play at a reasonably high level. Those are not that hard of a metric to get. Uh, something that I always have a problem with when it comes to these deck lists is like, I look through them all the time. You know, I'm like trying to find something mm-hmm. that interests me. There's a lot of decks that are just built horribly. Like, I, I don't care who you are. Frank Karsten literally has my back on this. You should not be playing Absorb and Kaya's Wrath in the same deck. Jeez. Like, That's greedy. The math is literally not there to curve Absorb into Kaya's Wrath. Like, It is not consistent enough. You cannot reasonably expect to cast a Kaya's Wrath on turn 4 if you're playing a basic island. And if you're playing Absorb and you want to cast it on turn three, you need to have at least one, arguably two basic islands in your deck. Mm-hmm. Or you just need to play, like, 30 lands. Which has its own problems. Yes, yes, that does. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are kind of your options, and I've yeah. seen a lot of deck lists that are running, like, four Absorb and four Kaya's Wrath, and they make me want to gouge my goddamn eyes out. Yeah, like if there is any category in this list that I would caution people about, it's the Magic Online deck list one. Yeah, like you get the you get a lot of data and you get a lot of up to date data, but it's also kind of fuzzy data in some ways. Yeah, like like yes, they five owed, but yeah. that doesn't mean that they didn't o two drop five other leagues, right? Like yeah, exactly. I mean. You know, vari- variance happens. I beat a Nexus deck with my Orzov murdered kill, kill deck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like these things happen. Like that's like that's like a hundred and ten percent matchup for the Nexus deck. Like, <laughs> yeah. you basically need to hope that they literally do nothing ever, and hopefully you get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, and, you know, and that can happen with there. So, like, your mileage may vary. Be cautious of that one. Yeah, and I mean, like, it still is nice to just like look through and just like parse deck lists and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. also, I'm not gonna lie, it is a slog to go through those deck lists. Yeah, they're not. But the, and that's what I said. There's a lot of yeah. data there, though. They're not organized in any way. They're <laughs> just all of it, and you're just like, oh my god, just just ploop it right in front of you. Yeah, you get really, really good at just like constantly scrolling down, and your eyes will just pick up on like a certain word you're looking for, and then you'll find a deck list that you think has what you want in it. <laughs> like I've done that 
a lot. <laughs> a, a, a lot, a lot. Okay. Then, uh, the fifth resource. I would probably actually argue that, depending on what you're trying to do, this one might be, like, the actual sketchiest. Once again, depending on what you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Uh, Jerry Thompson, the exemplar, the soldier fighting for all the plebs like us. Uh, he has a podcast called The Game Podcast. You should listen to it. It's really good. Uh, he cr- he decided to take it upon himself to create a Twitter account that him and his co-host of The Game Podcast run called Arena Decklists. That's literally the Twitter handle. It's really easy to mm-hmm. find. And people tweet decklists at him, specifically on Arena, occasionally on Magic Online. And he retweets them. Um, this is literally anyone who has any modicum of success or a deck that they're doing relatively okay with and they think might have something. He will retweet it if he thinks the deck has any legs whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Dear God, is there a lot of decks? There's... Yeah, there's a lot here. <laughs> my biggest problem with it is the fact that, like, some of the decks are just, like, very, very similar to ones that he's already tweeted about. And it's like, all right, I don't care about seeing Nexus deck number 37. That's really, really good in best of one. Yeah, that's basically what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, like, that's the biggest problem with arena deck lists is a lot of people post their best of one deck lists at the first scg like literal release weekend everyone was terrified that mono red and nexus of fate decks were going to dominate the tables because they're Mm -hmm. dominating magic online or not magic online they're dominating arena like that is an actual factual fact yep zero of them top aided i don't Mm -hmm. know if any of them even top 16 like both Mono Red and Nexus Fate have insanely good Game 1 win percentages. Yep. Dear God, do they fold Games 2 and 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is just what happens. And that's one of the big things where like a lot of people, like a lot of the arena deck lists you see, they're built for best of one. They're mm-hmm. really good at best of one. And if you take it to FNM and you play against someone who has, like, an actual sideboard, you're going to be lucky if you can actually do that good. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, like, the, the those decks are the exact opposite of the snake deck. Yes. Like, where, like, those decks, you're like, you play game one, you smoke, and then the next games, it's like, if they have, if anyone knows what they're doing, they can sideboard against you. Yep. Whereas the snake deck kind of had some, like, like, it did really good in best of one when I played it. But then I got to make the deck better yeah. all the time, and it was insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that is something that I very, very much feel with the Esper deck I'm playing right now. It's like, even my, like, I don't get me wrong, if I play against a control deck and I draw all of my removal, it's going to feel bad. Oh, yeah, I know, what you're, I know how like, you're feeling. Like, you know, that. shit like that happens. I don't want to draw my deputies of detention against a control deck, you know? I mean, at least you can play him and attack, right? True. <laughs> Like, you know, but, like, that thing, that stuff happens. But it's, like, against, like, any other deck, like, very few cards of the main deck are dead. And I'm just mm-hmm. upgrading them. Yeah. Like, that's that's something I really like about my mid-range decks and stuff like that, you know. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, arena deck lists is sweet. I like following it. Your mileage may vary. Your mileage <laughs> may vary. You know, I've I've just gotten very good at just being like, oh, another gate deck. Oh, another mono red deck. Oh, this deck actually yeah. has something cool going on in it. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the a lot of the tweets that he retweets, uh, or they retweet rather, they do specify on it. They're like, oh, this is a, uh, um, this is a best of one deck. This is you know, I five owed, uh, you know, competitive best of three thing yeah. and all that stuff. Like they do specify what the what they played the decks in, which is super super useful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then um. I actually have one more that I wanted to mention that I forgot okay. to add on the um, uh, notes. And that is watching streams. Like, not even mm-hmm. tournament coverage. Just, yeah, just people streaming. And there's a lot of people streaming. Yeah, there's a lot of people streaming all the time. I've been watching one person in particular for well over a year now. His name's Caleb. And Caleb is a brewer at heart. Caleb got Survival of the Fittest Band in Legacy. <laughs> Caleb basically created the Bant Spirits deck. Right? Like, Caleb is very... Like, he enjoys brewing. That's what he does. Yep. And if he's... He's almost never playing, like, you know, the Tier 1 best deck. He likes to brew. He likes he likes to play decks that do something interesting. He doesn't want to yep. just like he's not just going to sit there and play like black green mid range because that's not what he wants to be doing. As a result of that, I always find some pretty sweet deck lists from him. I send you a lot of his random deck lists that strike my fancy. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, and like I, I almost never build them because eventually I just get like you know I'm I'm very very ADD with decks. I'm like bored now, new deck. but he's also very much the same thing where like you know he gets bored and he builds a new deck he's like this deck Mm -hmm. sweet i want to play this deck you know he's he actually makes me want to i have an idea for building a modern red deck that i'm probably going to do so all right (laughs) i want to i want to do cool things all right i've actually like been doing the math i'm pretty sure i can build like four or five different standard decks right now and have them all built at the same time well, that'd be convenient for him. Like, hey, John, I can finally show up to something. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what format is it? I got you, fam. Here's a deck. Yep. I still haven't de-sleeved. In fact, it's still sleeved. It's chilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to de-sleeve it again because I feel like I de-sleeve it, and then the month later I have to re I have to re-sleeve it. So, <laughs> for me, probably. Yeah, I've just like given up on it. It's like, nope, you're staying sleeved. Deal it's with like it. You're just Fletcher's modern deck. <laughs> Or me when I decide to randomly play it again. Yeah. It's infected gas. It's something. Yeah. All right. Streams are sweet. Yeah. Streams are really, grow. really good. Yeah. So, and cool. We so we've solved this now, right? Pretty much. Just some, uh, just whatever whatever deck wins the GP, we build that and we're set. Exactly. Everything's yeah, that's fine. just how it works, right? Because that's totally what I do. I'm not known for always playing tier two strategies and succeeding with them. <laughs> yeah. Along those along those lines, one yeah, you know, caveat number two. This is something that not everyone is gonna be able to do. You have to this is a skill that you will have to learn 
repeated repetition of just playing magic and just understanding magic theory. You need to know how to understand the difference between a good deck and a deck that did good. This is something that, you know, I was very much referring to this when I was talking about decks that play Absorb and Kai's Wrath in the same list. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, yes, you can 5-0 with them. But that doesn't mean you're going to consistently do well with them because you will lose to your mana. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of decks out there that it's like, oh, this, you know, this random deck, 5 0'd. You know, people see it all the time where it's like, oh, Scred won a Grand Prix. Right. Scred <laughs> hasn't been seen since it's, it won said Grand Prix. Because, like, every once in a while, Scred is really good, but it fails to itself a lot. <laughs> it's not a good deck. It's not even a fun deck, if I'm completely honest. The best thing about it is the fact you get to cast big-ass dragons. But there's, there's just better ways to do that in modern. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah, I mean, part of it is recognizing it as, like, you know, when is this deck, when is the deck consistent and good in doing things, and when is the deck just a meta call? Yeah. yeah that, uh, prime example, Obzon Angels. Yep. Really good meta call. Little, little low on the consistently level, the consistency yeah. level. Yeah, still is a fun deck. Yeah, well, I mean, your deck's still sweet, but like you, you see it all the time, especially in modern. Where like some random deck will spike the tournament because no yep. one was expecting it. Infect is a prime example of this, where it's like, oh, it just comes in out of nowhere because prime time decks were just like dominating the format, and Infect was like, you know, the big mana decks were just doing really good. Infect's like, lol, GG. Well, GG. Oh, that's a nice card you have there. It's unfortunate that you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's just like one of those things where like just because you see, you know, Gruel deck number seven, mm-hmm. you know, did well doesn't mean Gruel deck number seven is actually good. It could just mean like variance was on that per- that that person's side, or it was like as you said, it was a good medical but an actual good deck. Yeah. It's one of those things to just keep an eye out for and everything. I mean, the deck may be good, yeah. but you know you have to recognize, you know, what is happening with all of that. Yeah. Like, is this deck actually something that's good against all the decks in the field, or is it a meta call that just got the matchups it needed? Yeah, and a really good way to find stuff like that out: ask a friend. Yeah, talk to people. There's a good way, huh? Be like, hey, what do you think of this list? Hey, what do you think of that? You know, like that happens all the time. Where you know, some one of my friends is like, oh, I've been considering this deck, and then they're just like, you know, what do you think of this? I'm like, seems sweet, magic yep. sweet, <laughs> solid B plus. Next question. Next question. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Entertain me. Yeah, I am Rakdos. Like not not color identity. I am actually Rakdos. Oh, okay. Like, I am. Right. I am the demon that people cool pray story, to. Bro. In case anyone's wondering, it's me. But yeah, and honestly, I think like that is actually the best way to parse all of this data that you can get. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's so easy to for your own biases to take effect too. Like, I know. I would read a list and be like, this deck has Chupa in it, I like it, I'm going to play it. And it could be just terrible. And like, being able to, you know, bounce things back and forth between people saying, hey, does this deck look good? 
you know, and you're you can be like, yeah, this deck loses to everything that isn't mono green, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. And and having and being able to have that have that discussion and have another set of eyes on things really can help you figure out what is actually do what will actually do well or could actually do well and what is just sort of a you know a, a spike bait you know something that's spiking and a passing a passing good deck mm-hmm. you know because those those happen yeah like it yeah i i don't even know what else to say to that it's like decks will randomly be really good and then not be yeah yeah so sorry i just i have i have to mention something just very much in regards to what i was just talking about sure looking at a control deck someone has four absorb three guys wrath all right (laughs) i can't see their entire mana base but this is what i do see these are their basics Uh one planes four island five swamp they're playing 26 lands total so that is four lands that cannot cast kai's wrath on turn four and five lands that cannot cast absorb on turn three uh you're just having a stroke over there aren't you it's not that hard to build a good mana base. Stop being greedy, people. <laughs> Play more syncopates or uh, essence scatters or literally anything. Or how about this don't and give us our free wins? Or that. <laughs> uh, I should play more arena. I do really well. Punish people for their bad mana. You can try it out, but all right. Yeah, you want to um, uh, put a bow on this topic? You got anything else to say? That's that's it for me. I don't really, not really sure what else there is I can say about it. But yeah, those are cool. those, those. Every one of those places I told you are places that I personally looked for information on. So yeah, I'm, and they're all good places. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of people would would direct you there and everything. It's just filtering through the junk is the big piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, John. Yes. I, I I have a a question for you if you want to um, uh, give me your opinion on something. All right. Okay. So, I think it was last week sometime. Uh, we or Arena announced um, the creation of Arena Standard. Oh yes. Oh yes. So the big thing is is that Arena Standard will not use sideboards. And instead, we'll use multiple decks, I believe, is what it is. Yes. You're going to have two 60-card decks that a random one will be chosen for you game one. You play the second one game two, and then game three, you pick one of them to play against your opponent on the blind. All right. How do you feel about that? So, when I read this announcement, I'm pretty sure Aaron Forsyth said that the new people who play Arena are dumb. There was a little reading between the lines there, I think. There was a little retreating between the lines, but he did literally say that sideboarding is very difficult to master and complicated. 
I, not wrong. Not wrong. Completely agree with him. Uh-huh. It is very difficult to master and complicated. But that's kind of implying that they don't trust people to learn it. Like, yeah, it's difficult to master and complicated, but that just means that the people who get good at it will succeed. Right? Uh (laughs) Whatever. Um, This is literally Hearthstone. Except instead of playing a variant simulator game, you're playing the best game ever made. Yep. Which is still fine. Uh Uh-huh. Um, the medic game's probably gonna be really freaking weird. Like, I'm pretty, yeah. sh- I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty insane. Like, obviously, if your opponent has like one deck that's really, really good against mono red, and the other deck that just gets destroyed by mono red, and you just have like two mono red decks, you're like, I don't know, fifty fifty to win. <laughs> yeah, like, right, like. I don't know, man. It sounds weird. Uh, the one thing I do like is it is impossible for this deck, for this format to ever see play in tabletop. Because, dear God, can you imagine telling people, like, people didn't like when they were having faster rotations because they had to buy new decks. Oh can my you imagine God, telling yeah. everyone they have to have two built 60 card decks? Oh my God. Could you imagine? Like, yeah, remember it would that? be frothing at the mouth. <laughs> like it would be absurd. Oh yeah. And like not like sideboard cards, even if they're really good sideboard cards, usually demand a lower you know, monetary cost. Yeah, usually. Because they're only in the sideboard, right? That's yep. just how that goes. Like yep. you're never gonna well, that's not true. You will see fifty to sixty dollar sideboard cards. It's called Leyland of the Void. But that's because modern is degenerate as all shit. Yeah, modern <laughs> modern is modern. Like, and we'll just let it sit over there in its corner licking itself or whatever it does. Yeah, you're never good you should never see a forty or forty or twenty dollar sideboard card standard. Right? Yeah. yeah. You will easily see forty forty dollar cards in standard in like main deck standard. We already yeah. have Teferi. We had Karn. Hydroid Crassus is thirty bucks right now. And then telling someone, you're like, yeah, you got to build two of those decks now. Yeah, go for it. Or just play the same 60 and hope that your opponent doesn't have one deck that's really, really, really good against you. And then they kick your teeth in. Like, yeah. uh... like are they still going to have like the normal 60 and then 15 card? Like, Is that still something people can play if they want to? I'm not sure what they're doing right now. It's like, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Like, are they just stone cold getting rid of sideboards? One thing I don't like about it is because then, like, it's going to be harder for people who are trying to build two different decks to, like, play whatever that format is because of wildcard availability and stuff like that. Like, it's going to be difficult for people who aren't like me, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, I used up all my uncommon common wildcards yesterday. Boy, howdy, did I cash in a lot of wild cards yesterday. I say, did that take a moment or two? It wasn't entirely because of that, but I didn't go to bed until 3 in the morning. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, and I left before 
midnight. So yeah, <laughs> and you were working on it, but I don't think I went upstairs until two in the morning. Jeez. So, yeah. but like, I mean, so I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. Like I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of off it too. I, I'm usually I've been pretty supportive of a lot of things. I'm a big fan of Best of One. Yeah, like just in general, like but this it this feels like they're trying to make a compromise and it feels like a bad compromise yeah like i understand why they're doing it right it plays really really well into hearthstone and yeah it doesn't matter what anyone says hearthstone is very slowly dying hearthstone does have a doomsday clock over it like it's not gonna last forever because it can't last forever magic doesn't really have that problem right like Magic has a 25-year history of just continuing to go. And, like, mm-hmm. I do honestly think that eventually they will just discontinue Hearthstone because why would it keep going? Magic doesn't have that issue, and they are very clearly trying to attract the Hearthstone players to Magic because Magic yeah. is just a stone-better game. Nothing against Hearthstone. I played it a little bit, mm-hmm. but the entire time I'm playing it, I'm just like, all right, I could just be playing, like, duels of the planeswalkers yeah i know right like <laughs> I, I think i played hearthstone for a little bit and then i like downloaded forge and i'm like playing against bots because it's more fun than playing yeah. hearthstone and like you know they're trying to attract the hearthstone players and all that kind of stuff and it's like i get it i really do i i honestly don't know if it's gonna like it probably will succeed but it's not it's not something that it doesn't make me want to play. Yeah. This, like, honestly, this is one, one of the few things where I'm like, I'm not sure if it will. Yeah. Like, like, I think there's a lot of things that people complain about. And I'm like, I'm like, you complain about it, but it's actually going to do well. Like, yeah. And, but this is one thing like, I'm like, eh, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's like, look at best of one, right? Like people always complain yep. about best of one. Best of one is very, very successful. Oh yeah. Quick drafts. People. Well, pe- people are currently up in up in arms about like quick drafting at the store and it's just like if you don't want to do it then don't do it like whatever like i'm a big fan the biggest complaint i've heard about it is that they don't like they don't like getting mana screwed in a game and then losing because of it it's like too bad so I mean, sad. that's kind of magic and it's like yeah. i don't know like, like Price like of... mana, mana screw happens. Yeah, I get it. and it sure. doesn't matter because there's like eight people and you're playing five rounds, yeah. which means you don't have to go undefeated to get first. Yeah, right. Like that isn't how, that isn't how it goes. You like and you know the the payout for drafted our store is not that high. It's everyone gets a pack. Whoever wins the pot gets two. Yeah, like you're playing for a pack. Deal with it. Yeah, it's like get the hell over it. You know. I, I'm yeah. perfectly fine with the store trying it. I do hope it succeeds because I do hope draft fires more than it used to. But yeah, that'd be who good. actually knows. We'll I don't see, know. But... All right, I'm off it in regards to two two deck standard because it just doesn't seem. Yeah, like same here. I, I either way off of it. I either want to play sixty cards, you know, best of one, or sideboard best of two or best of three like that's yeah, all i want to do right i agree it could I be agree. i'm just stuck on my ways because i've been playing magic for that long but like 
I feel like if this is going to appeal to someone, it would appeal to someone like you. Yeah, like honestly, like when it, when I I saw it, I'm, my first thought is like, well, what deck do I play aside from like what deck do I play alongside Murder Kill? Mm-hmm. Like literally, that's what I thought. And uh, you know, it's like I don't know. You like, play the mono but, black version and the black white version. There we are. And then like somebody plays a control deck, and I'm just like, well, there we go. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of off of it. I just don't. I don't know. It I, it would be something that would be fun for like an event here and there. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it's something that I want consistently. Yeah. But I could be wrong. We'll see. Yeah. All right. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like. I don't hope it fails. Yeah. Because I I I don't want anything on Arena to fail, even if I disagree with some of the things. Because I want Arena to succeed, right? But yeah, at the same time, if they said in like three months that they're doing away with it and going back to like legit seventy-five card constructed, I'd be like, sweet. Yeah, it'd be like awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And I do really hope that seventy-five card stuff is still available. I, I it will be. I'm sure. Like they. They've been. Key- I think they will keep a lot of that stuff, just especially with some of the uh, things that happened in the past and everything yeah. like that. It's like if that ever went away, I honestly just don't know because like a large appeal for me is the fact that I get to practice the deck I'm actually playing. I get to build the deck I'm actually playing, even if I only play like the main sixty. I'm still playing the deck I want to play, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, I do want to try out sideboard stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean. I, I qualified for the Invitational purely on best of one, so... Yep. <laughs> you know. And my fabulous coaching and deck building skill. Hey, that went a long way, honestly. That's actually probably what mostly mostly did it, but... <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but... All right, why don't we... um uh, We can wrap this one up here. Call it a night. Um, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. I uh, want to catch us on Twitter at the local meta PC. You can check out uh, everything about the podcast, get the episodes at the local meta.com. Um, yeah, all that stuff. Hop in the discord. If you want, we're still hanging out in it. Usually constantly, eternally, Const- constantly, eternally, forever and ever. Amen. Arguing about something. We've actually posted magic things recently too, mm-hmm. yeah. including, <laughs> I was actually I was telling someone telling someone this. They're like, "What even goes on in that?" Like, well, I post the deck I'm playing right now. So if anyone was actually checking the stuff, they'd know exactly the deck, deck that I was yeah. playing on Friday. And they're like, "Oh, it's like scouting." People always <laughs> complain that I never I won't ever tell them what deck I'm playing. It's like, well, hop in the Discord, you'll know what deck I'm playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, but. Alright, um, I think on that note we'll wrap it up here. So, um, we'll catch you next time. See ya.